humbleness is number one. I would say number two, if I was to pick an, another type of attribute that would be really great for leadership, leadership, not management is, um, empathy. You know, yes. um, you, you really have to be able to put your, 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 your feet in someone else's shoes for a little while and understand where they're coming Welcome from. Welcome to the business of parenting podcast. Tune in as we discuss the principles of successful parenting as a business professional. Here's your host, Jason Harris. Hey, 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 what's going on, Podcast Nation? This is Jason Harris, and thank you for joining me on another episode of Business of Parenting Podcast, a.k.a. The Bop. Today, I have an amazing guest with me. I have the one, the only, the most famous guest. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's famous. It's totally famous. I have, I have the amazing Fred Lenards with me. What's up, Fred? How you doing? <laughs> What's going on, my friends? How are you, man? What's going on, Jason? Thanks for that's having like me. It's like a morning. That's a morning intro if I've ever done one. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I better drink some more coffee here for a second. <laughs> Sip mm. some solutions, my friends. This is oh, a special brew right here. That's right. They got me some of that solution stuff actually upstairs. That's that's insane. Do that good stuff. Yeah, hey, start. I don't know, brew some of that today so I can get into the mindset. You yeah, know? get that caffeinated culture <laughs> mind, mindset going. Let's go. <laughs> hey, look. Man, thanks for taking the time to do this podcast. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we got a chance to jam a little bit uh, before we started recording. You know, this is the the business of parenting podcast. Uh, by no means are we experts. Um, I'm definitely not an expert. I think you got a bit more experience than I do. Uh, my oldest is 11. Your oldest is how old again? 18. That's right. 18, <sighs> 18 man. Jeez. I'm like... Like the other day, I was like, mine's like 11 going on 18. You should have heard some of the stuff she was saying to me the other day. I was just like, <laughs> the grinding of the teeth, you know, we're just like, oh, oh brother. Yeah. She's, just to she's tell 11. you this, 11 to 18 is going to go like this. 11 to 18 <sighs> is that. You know friend. what? Is it so is it really it. bad to say that sometimes I'm kind of okay with that? And then I'm sure <laughs> like, I'm just... I know what you mean. Is this by recording? That. Oh no, no, man, that's a bad thing. But like... Hey, we all love our kids, but we do sometimes have our patience can wear thin. That's part of the bop situation here. That's the bop situation. <laughs> that is that is it. Uh, hey, man, to kick off our podcast, you know, I love always doing origin stories. So, you know, if you can tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself and and the family, and then we'll just kind of kick off our topics today. You know, the most important thing is, is that I am a father. I think that's probably the best title that I have. You know, I think, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're going to be talking about it later, but fatherhood is a privilege. It's an honor. A lot of us, you know, we, we make kids, but that doesn't mean we become fathers. That's so how do we do the fatherhood? How do we become fathers? That's important. That's something that's core inside me, even inside my business. I take that into, into automotive, right? You know, as a, as a sales leader, as a sales trainer, as a, a manager or whatever you want to call it at a dealership, I've done a lot of things. And it sometimes feels like I'm doing fatherhood at a store, right? <laughs> yeah. But I use a lot of the principles that I've used as a parent. And I try to take that over into the business world because there's a lot of love involved. And I think the thing that's missing a lot in business is that we don't let our love shine through with our staff. So it all works hand in hand together. So I've been doing this for 20 years in automotive. I've been a parent now for 18 years, 18 year old son, getting returned 19, just graduated high school, going to college here in the fall. Super proud, but that's not the end of parenthood right there. I promise there's tons more, but <laughs> I definitely am excited about the next chapter. So I'm blessed to be here, Jason. I appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to having the show with you. Dude, we have some cool topics, right? And, oh, yeah. you know, I was I, I was looking at some of the topics you sent over and you sent over the topic of marriage and which I think is cool because I think this is uh, we're almost at 30 episodes and uh, no one's actually ever brought up quite this topic, you know, which 
which when I think of the topic of marriage and parenting, um, it's an interesting one, right? Because it's, they're, they're two very different relationships, right? Like there's, there's the relationship I have with my wife and then there's the relationship I have with, with my kids. And, you know, sometimes it's a balancing act, all right? Sometimes definitely one takes over more than the other, you know, as far as sometimes priorities go, you know, but I think what comes from a strong marriage is a true partnership in that business that is parenting. Um, but look, that's tough, you know? Like, I, I'm just trying to think, like, I've operated a few businesses so far with a partner, and um, that's not always an easy thing to do. <laughs> Like, you know, partners, we have, we have different thoughts. We have different opinions. We have different ideas of what growth and what success looks like. So let's, let's kick this off. Love to kind of get your thought on how that relationship that is marriage, all right, supports that business of parenting. Mm. You know, I love that. It's a great question. This is a great subject, my friends. And all you out there watching this, I know we talk about being a parent, but I believe it's like having a board of advisors when you're married, right? Ooh, you know, yes. when you have even grandparents involved, you know, it's, it's, it's important, but marriage is a big deal. That is the CEOs, right? We are the top two, the CEO, the CFOs, whatever of our relationship, of our family. We're trying to take care of things. So we have to make decisions together. And much like you said, just like having a business partner, our minds are so different. A lot of times we make conflict in what we believe is the right course of action to take. And that happens in, in marriage. Mm -hmm. So inside marriage, it teaches us a lot. It gives us a lot of skills. I believe that translate into business, but into the real world, into a lot of things. Yes. Um, being a parent and being um, married at the same time is, is a blessing. I think a lot of us, there is a lot of those co-parenting where people are not married anymore, right? And that's difficult. I think that's actually way more difficult to parent kids because now we're talking about no board of advisor. We're talking about two different companies putting advice into one child, right? And not really, in most cases, they kind of fight against each other quite a bit. While when we're in a marriage situation, which I've been married now, blessings for almost 18 years. I've been with my wife for 20 plus Congrats. years. And, you know, we've, has it been easy? Oh, no. <laughs> I always tell people we've put a lot of work in it. But one thing that we've always had through the whole 20 plus years is love, right? And I think that love has always been able to overcome a lot of the little things that, or big things that come along during marriages. I think every one of us who's been married longer than two years knows what I mean. That honeymoon stage disappears. What do we do from that point? Well, being parents is something that really helps out, I think, a lot with that relationship. It helps you learn how to coach together. It helps you have love in a different way that you both have a mission, right? So having a mission together and, and sharing that with your child and helping them come up almost like they're going to be the next CEO of the company, right? You're showing them the way of, of the, of the yeah. warrior, right? Yeah, no, the way of the, of the parenting and they eventually will take pieces of that and use it. I know I took things that my parents did. I took a lot of stuff. My parents didn't threw it out the window though. <laughs> yeah. Right. I was like, Nope, not doing that. I don't want to ever do that. And what's so funny is that you find yourself still doing some of those things <laughs> and you can't <laughs> help it. Right. Use the sayings that they said, the things that they did, you know, it's part of our upbringing and that's part of our training. So, so to speak. Right. And, with a, with a parent, another marriage, somebody in the marriage situation where we have a wife or a husband, it's so much easier to be able to make those decisions because you can sit there and say, hey, here's my idea. What do you think about it? They could veto it. They could say, no, I think that's a great idea. They could add on to it. So it, it's, it's a board of advisors when you're married. It's a way to be able to really parent and look at it through different perspectives. And it's, it's key. It's very key. Look, I love the fact that you brought up, you know, coach, right? And, mm -hmm. and that is, you know... 
I can see this a lot kind of sometimes in, you know, in my marriage, and I see this a lot in other people's family structures as well, is that there are usually are two coaches. And these coaches normally bring um, different talents or experience, right? Like, you know, like, like you look at a football team, there's not one coach, there's like seven. Mm-hmm. You know, you got a kicking coach and you got a running coach and you got a defense and offense coach. And, you know, these are all people that are kind of, let's call them experts in a specific area, you know, and, you know, and I find that that's, that's important, you know, when you, you have that partner in, in, um, in parenting that yep. you, you kind of both bring kind of a different element to it. You know, like I'm definitely the coach of when people get hurt. You know, like if there's blood <laughs> anywhere, I am definitely the coach that gets thrown into the game. You know, if there's blood, yeah. vomit, or poo anywhere, it's definitely me that's getting thrown into the game. You know, if there's tears, oh. all right, it's typically my the other coach in this partnership, my wife, that's that's getting thrown kind of into that game. I'm. It's not that I'm. I'm, I can't handle tears. I just would, you know, I'd be the first one to admit that I'm probably not the best equipped uh, to handle, <laughs> yeah, to handle tears, and which maybe comes from the industry that the two of us were kind of you know, raised in, this, you know, suck it up, buttercup, and check it out the door, and oh, yeah. you know, shut the hell up and get your job done. Um, you know, it's so, so, but it's, but it's good to have kind of that balance. Now, I love the other thing you brought, and I want to dive deeper into this rabbit hole around mission and vision. As I know, this is a big part of what, you know, you do from a training and coaching perspective, both professionally and within your own personal life is I don't think there's a lot of family units out there that have a clearly defined mission and vision statement, but you would never operate a business without a properly defined mission and vision statement because then you don't have clear direction. So let's kind of go down that. What do you think is a good, you know, mission is because we're setting out to do something. Right. You're very much so aware of what mission requirements are, right? And then the vision is kind of what we ultimately like to see happen. So what do you think is a good mission vision statement? Wow, that's a very, very, man, I've, you know, I have to tell you this, Jason, that's a great perspective. And that's a great thought right there, you know, a mission and vision statement, you know, I think that we do that without even realizing we're doing that, you know, um, you know, I, you know, one is like my son going to college, what a mission that was, you know, Mm -hmm. that's something we took over the last four years, making sure his grades were good, making sure he kept up with certain GPAs, make sure he took certain classes to get him to that next level. Right. And of course, also not just academic, but also what kind of activities is he doing during school? What kind of clubs is he involved with? Who are his friends, right? It's, it's no different than like finding the right employees to be around. You know, when you look at it in all business aspects, you want to make sure that not only is he the right hire, (laughs) which I had no choice, right? That was my child. It was built that way. But at the same time, is he the right hire and who are we hiring with him to enhance him? Right. And it's, it's not really hiring. It's what kind of friends is he around? Who is he being, who is he being, influenced by right i think that we are we obviously are the sum of the five people we surround ourselves with so we also want to make sure that my son understands that so the mission statement over the last four years was to hey we're going to get you a scholarship we're going to get you to college and you're going to start your ford you know your next education going into adulthood so how do we get him to do that and be excited about that so we obviously we encouraged we we you know just like we would do we bonused him for good grades we yes. we did so many things to be able to get that vision of what we believe he has the ability to do now of course just like in work 
if we see that during those four years of him doing being in high school, that maybe college wasn't what was best for him, or maybe the college that we were thinking about wasn't the right one or whatever his, his thoughts were and his class loads were. But at the same time, what you also find is that they could take on a lot more in some cases, like my son, my son was able to take on AP classes, do the calculus classes, do all these amazing things to help not only his GPA, but make his resume look really pretty for colleges. Right. So, you know, that that's kind of what we worked on. I, I don't know if that answers the question. But no, that's, it does. That's Cause if you think about thought. it, like a, a good mission or vision statement within a business is it, it's an, it's an, ever evolving yeah. right, statement and to your point but see if it's not clearly defined we can never be intentional about our efforts Absolutely. to actually get to and execute the mission and the vision so like so like me my my, my vision all right for my kids because they're still young right i have sure. seven nine and eleven my vision is that they become um productive uh young adults okay yeah. and and maybe that's because <laughs> i've I've interviewed a lot of maybe not so productive young adults. And uh, what's that Netflix series I saw just come out? What do they call it? Snowflakes. There we go. <laughs> I think that's the new term, snowflakes. Maybe I've interviewed a few snowflakes in my life. And therefore, my, 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 my vision is that they don't become snowflakes, but they do become, you know, they're still young. So, like, but then, you know, so, so my mission, you know, is that, you know, you know I, I have so many years to kind of put them out to market and the market's going to determine if they're a dick or not. And so, so like I, I have, I have a mission to kind of do what I need to do to kind of develop out and coach and train, um, you know, this, this, this person, I mean, look, I, I know this, this train of thought may not sound appropriate for like, it's not the norm. Let's just say that it's not the norm for parenting standards. <laughs> what is, out what's there. the norm with you, Jason? Nothing. Let's keep it going. Yeah, there it. we go. Right. Like it's a bit, but it's just, that's how I, my, my brain kind of is able to kind of process it so that I am intentional about, about my efforts. Now let's you know kind of move into our next topic, which was around fatherhood, which, you know, I think of fatherhood and it's, you're right, man. What a title. What a title, right? I mean, I, I still remember the day that Lily, my oldest, was born. And it was like, man, I had this moment where within probably the first, I would say, 15 minutes that she was in our world, that the the entire, you know, 27 years prior to that seemed like the distance, a distant memory. Like, it was just like, yeah, that's not real anymore. Like, nope. this is what's real now. Right. Uh, but to your point, you said it earlier, you know, fatherhood is a title, uh, but a title that has to be kind of earned and maintained. Amen. And, you know, I think same thing in business. We have the title of leader. Yes. All right. But that is a title that you are. It, is, it can be given to you, but to keep it. All right. Mm -hmm. You have to earn it and you have to work for it. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, what are your kind of thoughts on, you know, being busy? business people like we are, but right. still trying to balance and maintain, all right, the, the, our, our opportunity to own and earn that fatherhood title. Yeah. You know, that's like anything else in life. Like, like what we do with our business meetings, our appointments that we make, the zoom meetings that we have, we don't miss those, right? Yeah, exactly. So you have to do the same thing inside your personal fatherhood life is you have to set appointments for that. You have to make that such a priority. Like it's a missed appointment, like it's another million dollar deal. Right. And if you don't make that a priority, then what happens is they don't make a priority for you as time goes by. And I think that that is something that as a father, especially as a father, um, 
and a working father, I should say, a business father who's the main source of income of the household and all those things. And I'm not saying that there's not women out there that don't do that, but I'm more talking no. about fatherhood right now. <clears throat> but as a father, a lot of times there's this thing called the absentee father, right? We've heard that. I kind of dealt with that a little bit myself growing up. Don't get me wrong. My father loved us. He's a different generation, but he was more of the kids are meant to be heard or seen, not heard right type thing. So love my dad, love you pops. But the, at the same time, it was just a different type of fatherhood. Um, I think that in today's world, it's a little bit more need to be more interactive with your kids. You need to find more time. I think that we need to make it more purposeful. I think those are one of the things that yeah. I talked about earlier when I said that I learned from my parents that I don't want to do is I don't want to be that, Hey, I, I don't want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear everything my son has to say. I want to hear where he wants to go, what his thoughts are and all those things. But I make a priority to have that time with my son. You know, when I am gone during the week, when I get back that weekend, I want to at least spend some time, whether we're out shooting hoops together, whether we're having lunch together, whether we're just going for a walk or we're just kicking it out in the back porch, just having a great conversation like I was yesterday. I mean, it's, it's just something that I make a priority and you have to do the same with you as a business person. We know what appointments are and how important some of those appointments are. You have to make that the exact same way with your kids. So that is a, a really easy tip to be able to stay on top of it is put it in your planner. If you have a planner, put it in there, make it happen and do not let it be anything else besides that. Even if it's a phone call, if you're gone for a couple of weeks, a phone call, call them once a day for five minutes. Hey, how you doing today? Just want to let you know I love you. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's as simple as that. Well, it, it, it's being a leader, you know, yeah, I, I think, you know, and it's funny cause like, listen to you. Um, it's like, yes, if you were a part of this relationship that generated this child, right? Therefore, you were given the title of father. But I don't necessarily think that's fair, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think the title of father should be something that's earned, you know, similar to the title of leader, right? You know, right. Just, just, look, just because you're, you're, you're the, the head of a business or a, a dealership, because that's where we work with so much, right? That doesn't necessarily make you a leader, Nope. all right? You know, but there there are clearly defined things um, that make a leader, and I think that there's a lot of correlation there to what makes a true father. When you think of a leader leadership role, all right, what are the two or three um, attributes you think someone needs to have, all right, to be a leader? Wow, to be a leader is to be humble. Yes, I think that's a huge attribute. Like you got you have to understand that as a leader that you have to constantly grow that you don't know everything and that's okay. Right. So humble yourself a little bit and understand that there's always room for improvement, that there's always an opportunity to grow the conversations you have with your, your children, the conversations you have with your staff, the conversations you have with other companies are opportunities for you to hear things and to take that perspective and to make a change, right? There's different levels of leadership, right? I, I do believe that there is the title, the initial title of manager, Right. But once again, and I love what you said is you can even own the store. It doesn't mean make you a leader exactly. that does not make you a leader. Nope. Now you have to earn the leadership and you have to earn the leadership through different levels of, of that. You know, having people believe in you, what you have to say, knowing that you're competent, showing them that that takes time. And that's the same thing that we that we t we do when we talk about our kids. So having humbleness and understanding that, hey. I could get better. Hey, I have different levels that I need to go and I want to reach those top levels. And but not only that. 
but I want to humble myself enough to know that I could bring other people who can possibly replace me. And that's okay. Right. Just like our children, one day they're going to replace you and become parents themselves. And when they are, it's okay if they're better than you at being a parent. Right. It's, it's fantastic. Matter of fact, that's what we want. So humbleness is number one. I would say number two, if I was to pick another type of attribute that would be really great for leadership, leadership, not management is, um, empathy, you know, um, you, you really have to be able to put your, 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 your feet in someone else's shoes for a little while and understand where they're coming from and really feel how they feel. And a lot of times, if you don't know how to make that feeling happen, if you don't really understand it, you have to ask, why do you feel this way? And it's no different than way we speak to our kids. Same thing when we speak to our employees, our team members, other leaders in the organization is just ask them why, you know, and then that trickles down. Yeah, you guys speak to them like humans. They're, 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 right. they're little people. They're, That's they're it. humans and just like everybody else. Quit assuming, right? Because a lot of times what you think is the is the problem is not the problem, right? So quit, just get get some empathy inside you and learn and ask questions and really learn um, what they really feel. So those are two things that I think would work I love really it, well man. in leadership. I mean, um, being humble, and we, we talked a little bit about that right before. It's like, you know, oh, yeah, be, being humble to know that, you know, um, mom and dad's way of doing things wasn't necessarily, mm-hmm. you know, there, there, there were, there were, Co- there were pros and cons, right? Yeah. And uh, I think it, it, when you, when you kind of humble yourself, it's like, well, if Dad did it that way, I'm gonna do it that way. I didn't turn out that bad, but did you really? Um, <laughs> did you, like, and I'll be honest with you. I'll be 100 honest with you. I do find myself sometimes saying stupid stuff like that. You know, like w- w- you know, something will happen. And I'm like, well, I didn't do that. Yes, you know, I, dude, I, I'm guilty of it too. <laughs> Right. You know, but I'm a hundred percent with you, man. I mean, like, you know, similar to the title of manager. All right. Just because your manager doesn't make you a leader. I think just because you're a father doesn't make you a father. Right. You have to work up to that title. Um, uh, Amen. Keeping this mindset of humbleness, uh, knowing that you can learn from anybody and everybody, um, both what to do and sometimes what, what not to do is is incredibly this this constant growth right like you know this idea that you know just because you 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 participate there you go just because you just because you participated all right in the in the process of generating a kid doesn't necessarily mean that you were fully equipped all right to actually father all right this this child um so being humble and then empathy i gotta be honest with this is one of the one of the places i think i probably struggle the most with um (laughs) I know, right? Not well, you, Jason. I, I, I have a really hard time um, sometimes empathizing with my kids because just, you know, to us, sometimes it's just so ridiculous. This person hit this person because that person stole that person's sucker or, you know, just like you just like so try trying to empathize sometimes with a kid's argument and sometimes trying to empathize with kids incredibly large emotions, right? Like. You know, like I went to the freezer and there are no more grape freezies. (laughs) Holy crap. The world is about to end and I'm going to let you know that I feel like the world is going to end. So, you know, that's tough for me. I really struggle with this place, but I know how opposite. I completely understand that. I want my my grape icy right now. I understand that. I empathize 100% with that one. I throw a fit. (laughs) But but no, but it's true though because we're supposed to treat them as people, and then you, I'm trying to empathize with these really large emotion because there's no grape freezes in the freezer, all right, and there's a very large emotion right now around just just anger and disappointment, and I'm just like, 
it's an effing freezy. Um, and like, and so I'm trying to empathize with that, but no, but I'm with you though. That's um, I, I'm never gonna execute it, you know, a hundred percent every single time. But no. you know, no I, I love Not I love what you said. If it's like if I keep myself a mindset around just trying it's not going to work every time i'm i I love the fact that you can empathize that there's no grape freezies um (laughs) i can't but i love that you can that's amazing well throw something when there's no grape freezies left i'm gonna throw something (laughs) you're gonna just you're gonna get mad like you know and (laughs) i might be the same way if i go in you know and find out that i have no bourbon left you know i might i might have some big emotions about that (laughs) i would too I would too. Um, but look, I think this is a good transition kind of into our next topic because we've been talking a bit about work and we've been talking a little bit about, you know, just general life and everything. And it's just, you know, this. I love this topic of balance, right? Because I really do. Yeah. Because I just think there's a lot of misconception around the term work-life balance. It's like, it's like everything has to be balanced all the time. Like, well, if you're working 40 hours on your job, then you should be working 40 hours a week on your on your family. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe maybe that is the way to do. It. I don't know. Like, but I'd love to kind of get your thoughts, man. How do you define work life balance? I, I define work life balance as a as a uh, you know like intentional time. Okay. Um, what I mean by that is like, like I love what you said there. It's a great point. You know, if I work forty plus hours a week, am I supposed to do forty plus hours a week at home and and loving on them? And you know, I'm gonna tell you something. Your family doesn't even want that. <laughs> But what I'm going to tell you is that there is a such thing as affection and there's a such thing as letting them know intentionally on a daily, right? You know, I talked about scheduling time for people on a daily and it's, it's something that you have to be able to do. What I mean by that also, and a little bit deeper is that we don't feel balanced in life unless we're giving everything a little bit of attention. So Mm -hmm. how I define my balance isn't by time. I define my balance by how I rate my experience with that. For example, I'm going to rate everything from a scale to one to 10, right? And 10 being that I'm doing it perfectly. One being that I'm doing it like crap, right? And 10 really, no one ever really hits a 10. There's no such thing as perfect. Just like you said ago, you could, you could do all these things, but all you could do is do your best. I'm going to try to make sure that I, my family knows that I'm there for them, but I can't always guarantee it's going to happen because I'm not perfect. None of us are, neither is work, neither is schedule, neither is the world, right? So we have to understand that that's okay if we're not perfect for one. Mm-hmm. it's okay, but be intentional and then find that time. You know, it, it's, it's not about, like you said, not about the 40 hours, but it's about when you do have that time, is it real time? Or is it just me kind of looking oh, like at my that. phone while my wife's talking? Is it me just looking, you know, reading a book while my son's having conversation or are we just sitting at a di- dinner table, not even having conversation, you know? So figuring out how that feels, I could tell you the easiest way to find out is have a conversation with your kid, have a conversation with your family and say, Hey, how do you feel about the time I spend with you? And what do you think would be more effective for you? What do you feel would be a way to help you feel like that I'm actually spending time with you? Keeping in mind, and, and one thing about our kids, and I think they're great, and I know I'm, I believe your kids are probably the same way. I think most car kids are who are in this industry. They understand that we have to work. They understand that the shoes that they're wearing on their feet, them Jays or whatever that they have. <laughs> is a product of that. The house that we live in is a product of that. So the work and my son's over here actually right now, just going like this. Yep, yep. Head, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, it's truth though. But at the same time, understanding that when I do have free time and you want it, it's yours, right? Yes. When I'm on a weekend, when it's a Sunday, you know, morning and we're, we're eating, we're doing something. If you want to go jam out and go for a bike ride, if you want, 
it's yours. It's your time. I got it for you. Right. They know that I'm going to schedule this time for them. So they're going to use it creatively too. Matter of fact, a lot of times because they know I'm being intentional, they find things that are even cooler than I thought of. Yes. So they, they know they expect it. So it's just like anything else. I have an appointment. They know it. They know it's a priority to me. Just like the priority that they see when I have a, a business partner call in and say, Oh, I got to go. I got to make this phone call real quick. It's the same thing with them. Hey, I got to go. I got my son. I got to deal with him in five minutes. I have an appointment with them. That's huge. So be intentional. Be intentional. You know, I love the fact that you bring up the appointment thing because that is something that I started doing a while back. And I think it's um, become a great thing is that I, 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 I hold regular scheduled appointments uh, with the kids. And I also give them, I actually got crap for posting this, but that's okay. I don't mind. Uh, I actually give kids, I, I give my kids access to my calendar and I let them schedule their own appointments. Um, I love that. That's even better than I do. I'm, I'm taking that from you right now. Seriously, <laughs> well, I'm still well, it, in that. It, there was a couple things that was, uh, it was actually just kind of a funny thing I fell into because all of my kids' stuff is on G Suite. So everything's on nice. Google. So I was getting all these notifications and somehow I accidentally synced uh, Lily's school calendar to my calendar and I started getting notifications of when she has tests and homework and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, because then I have something to kind of talk to her with. You know, I got a notification that you have your history test tomorrow. Yep. Are we ready for that? Can we chat about it a little bit? You know, so I thought this was actually kind of neat. But I, and then I said, well, I wonder if I can reverse it and send it back. Mm -hmm. And I went into some of the settings and found out absolutely I could. Now she gets notifications when I have meetings. So she knew I was meeting with you to, this morning, Fred. She That's actually awesome. said it. She had said it last night. She goes, you know, you, you have a, your podcast tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. With, with Fred. <laughs> to think I love that. you know so and she's like and she'll probably she might ask about it later we'll see but that's cool but uh, but what that is is just intentionality and that's what you were talking about like i think the whole kind of work-life balance thing is just intentional you know um and i think great. what the byproduct of intentionality is um uh something called deep work now that's actually uh there's a book there's a book called deep work it's by cal newport i believe all right um, and it talks, uh, it talks, it, the, the whole, the whole premise is not a quantity as much it is compressed quality. And, you know, and you, and he found that some of the most successful people in the Love world, that. all right, were able to, you know, be very, very intentional with this method of deep work that, mm. you know, it's because, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I see this happen all the time, you know, you, you, it's almost you kind of become like the the the, the paper, the paper shuffler parent, you know, where it's just like you just kind of do enough to make it look like you're doing something. There's, <laughs> like, a lot of parents out, there's a lot of parents out there like that. I see it every day. You know, yeah. it's just like, yeah, OK, I'm going to take you to the park, but then I'm going to sit on my phone for the next 45 minutes while you're at the park. Um, <laughs> you know, so just enough to, you, you know what I mean? But. I like, I, I'm with you, man. I think we're like balance is being intentional. Uh, definitely, if anybody out there watching, listening, check out this book, Deep Work by Cal Newport. Um, it does it goes a lot Amazon into right that. Now, my friends. Yeah, or Audible. It's a great Audible, by the way. I don't, I, I'll be the first one to admit, man, I don't read. Um, like, <laughs> it's just everything I do. You don't read, but I know you educate. There's no <laughs> doubt. You definitely, you, you, well, if you're not reading, you're listening. Right? We talked mm -hmm. about it earlier. We talked about the key to being fatherhood, you know, is, is constant growth. Look, I know, I know we're getting towards the tail end of our conversation today. Um, but, you know, but before I let you go, um, if you had any advice that, you know, you've learned from the 18 years of developing out your son, and if there's any advice you'd want to share with, you know, other parents out there, what would that advice be? Wow, that's a great, quick question. You know, I would say, 
love, man. And you know, it's, it's, it all starts with that one word, that four letter word, love, um, really care, really care and let them know you care, ask mm-hmm. questions, learn about them, you know, no different than we do with our business clients, no different than we do with our best friends. These kids will become your best friends one day. These, these children will become humans that are productive in the world. Much like Jason talked about, that's what he wants his kids to do is to one day go out and be productive people in this world. And when they are productive people, they're going to bring so much value and you're going to be there, you know, cheering them on. But the thing is, is if you want that to last forever, if you want them to be the type of kids that come back and still ask for that advice from their board of advisors, their parents, then you have to love them, truly love them. And I'm not talking about, like Jason said earlier, going to the park and looking on your phone while you're at the park the whole time while they're playing, get involved, love them, Mm -hmm. love them. Everything that you wanted as a kid, the way that you wanted your parents to treat you, do the same, right? And then just keep loving. And it's okay to make mistakes. Don't worry about mistakes. Let it go. We all make them. Every single person, every parent, does not matter from the beginning of time till now, has made mistakes. The question is, is did you do it with love or did you do it out of hate? If you did it with love, the mistakes were okay. So keep loving, my friends. Keep loving. Dude, well said. Well said. Thanks, Fred. Hey, man, thank you so much for... uh just being open, you know, and yeah. just real, you know, I think that's the fun part of kind of doing this podcast is that, you know, it's, we're being a little vulnerable, you know, but it's just, it's a, it's a real conversation. I can't tell you how much I really appreciate you just you jamming with me today for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now and love to maybe connect with you and follow along with your journey. What's the best way to do so? There's two ways. I would say either email me at Fred at carguycoffee.com, or you could just call 321-FRED-LOU, F-R-E-D-L-O-U, 321-FRED-LOU. Very simple. And I want to thank you really quick, Jason, for putting on a show like this, man. This is great. You know, we're both automotive guys, but this is beyond automotive. This is about talking about the business of parenthood, and it is the biggest business in the world, man. This is what creates future Elon Musk, future Jeff mm-hmm. Bezos, future, you know, Jason Harris's and Fred Arts's <laughs> is by being a great parent and really taking it like a business, but doing it right and, and loving, man. So I appreciate you for having the show. Thanks, Fred. Hey, you have yourself an amazing day. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you too, brother. Thanks for tuning in to the Business of Parenting podcast with your host, Jason Harris. Don't want to miss new content? Be sure to check out the full podcast library at strategywithjason.com to stay in the know. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Happy podcasting.